Welcome to, welcome to Peninsula Hope Church. Thanks, Randy, for turning me on. Um, it's great to see everyone here this morning. Um, it's great for all of us, all of us, all of you that could join us uh, via uh, YouTube Live. Um, it's just great that we could all be here. Um, today's service is going to be a little bit different. We are actually going to be doing um, a lot of uh, worship this morning, and we're going to have a short message, um, but we're going to be singing a total of seven songs. It'll be fun. Um, I just really enjoy worship. Uh, let me pray before we start this morning. Father God, we just thank you so much for all that you've done for us. Last week was Easter, um, when we remembered your resurrection, Father. It's just so amazing to realize that because of your death, because of your resurrection, Jesus, that we can have a relationship um, with uh, just with you, with God the Father, that you've sent the Spirit down to um, be with us here on the earth. So, Father, would you, uh, yeah, just be with us this morning. Would you hear our praises and worship, and would you um, draw near to us as we seek to draw near to you? May we be able to just feel your presence um, here in this building, um, in our homes, if we're traveling. Uh, may we uh, just all be able to feel your presence today. Amen. Thanks, Harrison. Oh, I can 
hardly wait until you carry my soul, carry my soul away. And I will keep my lamplight burning in the night. I'll be waiting here for you, watching for all your signs. If I may be so bold to ask you, would you lend your ear to me? Oh, Lord, come quickly. Oh, Oh, I can hardly wait until you carry my soul, carry my soul away. Until you carry my soul, carry my soul away. Oh, Every breath that I am able, 
I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Oh, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, all my life you have been faithful. Oh, all my life you have been so, so good. Oh God, let 
Let it go forth from here to the nations. Let your fragrance rest in this place. Oh, as we gather to seek your God, good morning. You guys can be seated. Uh, actually, I just thought I'm going to try not to go too long, but I love preaching. Well, even if it's a sermonette. So maybe it would be good if you guys sit down, then we'll do our transition. So today is a little bit different, and welcome for you guys here in the building. For those of you guys online, we want to welcome you guys today. Uh, last week, we mentioned that it was going to be my last sermon, but the Holy Spirit, being the way he did, he is, he's like, you know, you got a little more to tell these people, so I get to go to war one more time, and that's what we do. We're pastors. We go to war. 
You know, sometimes we encourage, but we also go to war, and that's what I was built for. That's what I do, and I think you guys know that of me. And what's so interesting, and I'll open us up in prayer, is there's some incredible things that happened after the resurrection, but we don't always think about that. And last week, we celebrated Easter, the resurrection, and there's some things that had to happen that the disciples not all of them, but most of them, I think we read about like six or seven of them in John's gospel that they had to do to prepare themselves to be able to carry out the Great Commission, to go make disciples of all nations and all people. And so I wanted to run through those things. And the key theme here is there was a transition. There was a transition because Jesus, their friend, their leader, was no longer with them. And this church is going to go through a transition. I encourage you guys to come to the town hall today because there's two transitions that are going to happen. And hopefully what I share with you guys today will prepare you for those transitions. Because sometimes things happen and you just got to be prepared for whatever they are. So let me open us in prayer. Lord Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much that even though over 2,000 years ago you were resurrected and you left your disciples, that you still revealed yourself to them after that a couple times to teach them, to show them, to prepare them for their calling, for their purpose, for your sovereign plan, as we just sang, Lord Jesus. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, you would speak to me and through me today, Lord, that we would bring your word, that you would penetrate our hearts, help us to be who you want us to be, Lord, and we pray this in your name. Amen. So because we have three more songs here doing kind of a different thing today, the announcement, the only one we had today is that we have our town hall. It's going to be at noon. Uh, for those of you guys in person, for those of you guys online, just use the Zoom link and you can join us and we'll talk about some of the transitions that are coming up. If you guys want to turn to John's gospel, I want to read John chapter 21. That's where we read this transition period. So John 21, verses 1 through 25 is what I'm going to read. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say it, or heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. 
So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was, it was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But yet when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down, we know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that not even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. That's amazing. You know, we read all these incredible stories about Jesus, and it's only the tip of the iceberg. There is so much there, and that's what's so incredible to think about our faith, our God, Jesus who died for us. But what I want to focus on is a couple things that Jesus shared, a couple things that happened to the disciples because challenge or challenge, excuse me, transitions are not always easy. Transitions can be challenging. And the first thing is sometimes, just like the disciples, during transitions, it's hard to recognize Jesus. Sometimes we focus on the wrong things. We get a little too emotional. Maybe we're a little too angry. Maybe we're a little too sad and we can't deal with things. Therefore, we miss Jesus. That's a problem. It was a problem for the disciples and the problem for us today. So pay attention because sometimes during transitions, it's hard to recognize Jesus. The other thing we have to understand is just like the disciples, and these guys, most of them were fishermen. So the fact that they didn't catch fish, and they were fishing at night, and that's supposed to be the best time to fish, but they caught nothing, that has nothing to do with their terrible fishermen. It has to do with the fact that Jesus was teaching them a lesson. And you recall earlier, 
Jesus has said, is, I'm going I'm to teach you how to fish for people. And his whole point was, it's not easy to fish for people. It's not easy to make disciples. And the other thing is that apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. That's why once he commanded them to throw their nets out, they caught 153 fish. That's a miracle because they were listening to God. But when they tried to do it on their own understanding, their own effort, they failed. Not just failed, they failed miserably. They did nada. They did zero. That's why during transitions, we have to rely on God. Amen. Absolutely. And we talked about Peter. People probably think I threw him under the bus, right, last week. But again, Peter comes up because this was a passionate dude. A guy that oftentimes maybe was a little too overzealous, and that kind of hit him again. We have to be careful not to let our emotions lead our actions. When Peter heard John say that it was Jesus on the shore, he jumped into the water to reach the shore. He didn't even think about helping his friends. He just went to the shore, and maybe he loved Jesus so much that's why he did it, or maybe he was a little overzealous and he didn't think, and he had no idea what was coming when he got to the shore. That's typical of Peter, right? That's the guy that cut off the year. That's the guy that Jesus had to call Satan because he got in the way of God's will. Got to be careful. Don't let your emotions lead your actions. The other thing about transitions, and we go back to Peter's, transitions are a great time to truly, and I say truly or genuinely, to look at your heart condition and your motives. Where is your heart? Are you following God or are you following yourself? And then, what is your heart condition? Do you want what God wants? Or do you want what you want? During transitions, there might be opportunities to share your thoughts, to share your perspectives. But are you sharing God's perspectives or your own? It's important to take a look at that. As you recall, Jesus had to confront Peter three times. Because three times he had denied Jesus. He sinned, major sin, three times. So Jesus had to deal with that. He asked Peter, do you love me? If you do, feed my sheep. Peter had to recognize his sin and repent before he would be effective in fulfilling the Great Commission. I don't think Peter could be an apostle. I don't think he could go out and preach the word of God if he had that sin in his heart still, rejecting Jesus three times. How loving is Jesus that he confronted him? It wasn't easy. That third time, we know that it really hurt Peter's feelings. But it had to happen. The sin had to be addressed. The sin had to be dealt with in order for him to be effective. That's the same thing with us. So during transitions, take a look at your heart. What's motivating you? Is it God, or is it your own desires? And the final thing here is, when transitions happen, people have different responses. The reality is, whether we like it or not, whenever you have a pastoral transition, some people leave, some people return, new people attend. That's what happens. Every church throughout history, that happens. 
But this is what's so interesting. It's our response. So after Jesus confronts Peter three times, he then reveals what Peter's fate is. He reveals how Peter will die. So in some ways, I'm sure that would be kind of discouraging to Peter that he knows he's going to be martyred at some point. But at least he knew he was going to be effective for the kingdom. But the interesting thing is, despite that, he got distracted. He got distracted worrying about what other people were doing. He wasn't minding his own business. He got preoccupied with what would happen to John. And what did Jesus do? He had to say, you know, if I want this disciple to live this period of time, what business is that of yours? Just follow me. And so I want to encourage you during this time of transition, and you're going to hear two transitions later this afternoon, don't worry about what other people do, because that's really none of your business. And two, what good is that going to do for you? You got to do what Jesus said. Follow him. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Because if you're worried what this person or that person does, if you're worried about how people will look at you, what they're going to think of you, you're not very effective for the kingdom because you're preoccupied with the wrong things. So I want to encourage you as the worship team comes back up to follow God. Seek God with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Transitions are never easy, guys. They're not. But if you follow God, if you trust him with all your heart, he will get you through. He will help you to know what to do. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you so much that, Lord, even though you died for us, you gave everything for us so that we could be forgiven of sin, that we would not have to experience that eternal consequence of sin you did that for us. You restored our relationship. You reconciled us to God. But beyond that, you came back and you gave us the blueprint. You helped us to know what we need to do to be in your will. And that is to follow you. I pray, Lord, for each and every individual here in person, for each and every individual online, for all of our Nichigo members as well. I pray that they would follow you during times of transitions and the one that is coming up. I pray that they would not be led by their emotions, that they would not be led by their thoughts. They would be led by you, Holy Spirit. We pray this in your name. Amen. from the clouds a strange and lovely sound I hear it in the thunder and the rain 
It's ringing in the skies Like cannons in the night The music of the universe plays You But still you love me forever, my heart will sing about Beautiful, a beautiful and free, the song of galaxies, reaching far beyond the Milky Way. Let's join in with the sound, come on, let's sing it out, as the
worship you, oh God, this morning. Whenever we call out to you, you hear our cry. A falling on my knees in worship giving all I am to seek your face Lord all I am is yours now my whole life I place in your hands God of mercy humble out down in your presence at your throne oh, I call you answer and you came to my rescue and I want to be where you my whole life I place in your hands God of mercy humbled I bow down in your presence at your throne I call you answer and you In my life, be lifted high. 
If faith can move mountains, let the mountains move. We come with expectations, waiting here for you. Waiting here for you. You're the Lord of all creation, and still you know my heart. Your offer of salvation, love me from the start. Waiting here for you with our It's you we adore, singing You are everything. You are everything you promise. Faithfulness is true. We're desperate for
I'm just going to do one last song. <coughs> um, let me pray. Um, Father God, we just thank you so much for um, uh, Andrew and his service here at our church. And it's just been so amazing to have him here these past few years. And he saw us through pan the pandemic. Um, and it's just, uh, we're just so grateful for his leadership and just uh, how he was here um, guiding us and leading us. So, Father, would you be with him um, and Emily as they return to Colorado, as they um, care for Andrew's father. Um, may you just be with um, him and his family, giving them strength, um, and just be there to support them and love them uh, when they feel like they're empty. May you fill them up um, when they... When they are joyful, would you rejoice with them? Uh, when they are sorrowful, would you mourn with them? And just uh, just see them through this next uh, chapter, season of um, just their life. Father, just watch over them as they travel, um, that they would be able to travel safely and uh, uh, just arrive back in <laughs> just in one piece. Uh, so yeah, Father, just watch over Andrew and Emily as they transition back to Colorado. Amen. Join the resurrection. 
and stand beside the heroes of the faith. With one voice, a thousand generations sing worthy is the Lamb who was slain. And on that day, we join the resurrection and stand beside the heroes of the faith. Oh, with one voice, a thousand generations sing worthy is the Lamb who angels and the saints, we raise a mighty roar, glory to our God, who gave us life beyond the close us out in prayer, but I um, want to see, so if we could have our board members come up, because I kind of thought as we talked about transitions, I want to pray for you guys, because, um, you know, as we looked at those things, transitions are coming up, I want to pray for your personal transitions, for whatever transitions are coming up for the church, whatever seasons that could be, and, and seasons can be long, seasons can be short, um, but yeah, Emily and I just want to pray for you guys, so you want to um, I guess I'll pray real quick, and then I'll let you close, close this out. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for, uh, for these brothers and sister, Lord, here. I pray, Lord, for their transition, Lord, transition as leaders, uh, transition to the church, Lord. We know that you have everything in your hand. Lord, I thank you so much um, for these individuals. Lord, um, actually, Greg, would you join us too, brother? Because you started, you started this journey with us this year, man. So if you would uh, join us too. Thank you, thank you. Um, Lord, um, I just thank you for each of these individuals, Lord. Um, Greg, and, and Greg has been along my side, Lord, for the last three years. Um, for Rhea, Lord Jesus, for Mark, for Darren, for Randy, Lord. Um, for Emily, I just thank you for their support, Lord, how they have loved you, um, how they've loved the church, they've encouraged me, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit, would guide them in all that they do. Lord, I pray that you would be guiding their hearts, 
their minds and their words, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for them, Lord. I know you, Holy Spirit, connected me to these individuals, Lord. They are such a blessing. And I just pray, Lord, you would guide them in all things. And I pray this in your name. And let's pray to close the service. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here. We thank you for living inside of each of us. And we just lift up this church, Lord, as we as they transition, as things are, are changing. We thank you, God, that you are steady. You are faithful. You never change. And you're never shocked by things that, that other people maybe knew that we didn't know yet. God, you have known all things, and you do know the future. So we look to you, God. I just pray your guidance, God, your hand to be on Peninsula Hope Church. Lord, we pray your blessing, God, on the people here. God, we thank you, Lord, for their service to you, their love for you. We pray, God, that they just keep pressing into you. They keep seeking you. They keep looking to you to be their guide above all else because, God, you will guide them. You are so faithful, and we trust you, God. We trust that you're at work. And so we lift this up, this church up to you, God, and we pray, God, as we um, close for today, God, that you'd guide each of us this week, Lord. We want to seek you, God. We want to worship you. Let us take this spirit of worship that we've been in today, let us take it with us, God, into our places of work, into our homes, into the things we do this week, God. We want to do everything we do for your glory, God. So we exalt your name. We love you so much, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.